Hello and welcome to Sleep Better, one of the goals available on Flex. Before I get stuck into things, I'll just let you know how the format works. In this podcast, I'll cover the why sleep is so important, the mechanics of sleep, and I'll cover each of the habits you can develop to help you sleep better. For a more detailed exploration of these habits, have a listen to the separate habit podcasts and for a personalised pathway of small steps together with the opportunity to track progress and access other goals. The most user-friendly way to build your sleep better habits is to download Flex by Do Something Different from the App Store. Okay, I assume we're all here because we think we could benefit from a better night's sleep. So the next question I ask myself is, what do I need to do to make that happen and what's the cost? I have to decide whether the book's balanced or not. The book I'm looking to balance is the book of my life, your life, all our lives. If the cost is an episode or two of some crappy TV series, that's okay, as long as I can see the benefits. If in the morning I detect a little spring in my step because I've slept a little better, the books are balanced. There are some things we can all do to improve our sleep. Some are simple, such as turn the thermostat down in the evening. Uh, It's improving my sleep, saving me money and saving the planet. It's a no-brainer, but still, some of us struggle with taking that small step. To some extent, we all struggle to take the smallest of steps. We seem to live in a society where changing one's mind is frowned upon. To me, changing my mind is a good and brave thing to do. It takes me into the unknown, which means it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But my journeys into the unknown are worth the uncertainty, which feels like fear on a bad day and excitement on a good day. When I know why I'm doing something, it feels like nervous excitement. But this is only possible when I've given myself permission to swap stories. Swapping the story that my home is already the perfect temperature in the evening for the story that another temperature might be optimum is a relatively easy one to trade. Changing my story that the best bedtime routine for me is red wine, snacks and Netflix until 1am to herbal tea and a book recommended by a friend until 10pm is more difficult, but nonetheless doable when it's done in small steps. What allows me to explore is the doubt that the story or stories I've been telling myself are true and then action. What am I saying? I'm saying if I want to sleep better, I have to keep an open mind about how that can be achieved and I must be prepared to flex my behaviours by doing things differently. So, without further ado... The habits we need to build if we want to sleep better are, in no particular order, prepare for sleep, make time for sleep, spend time in nature, Maintain a sleep-friendly environment, keep active, avoid caffeine after 2pm, avoid alcohol after 6pm and use relaxation exercises. Amongst these habits, there are opportunities to kill two birds or more with one stone. Or the animal-friendly version used by the Italians is to catch two birds with one lava bean. If you get active in the park with your friends during the day, rather than at home during the evening, you're potentially exploring three habits with one small step. You're spending time in nature, keeping active, and avoiding alcohol after 6 p.m. That's three pigeons with one lava bean. And that's ignoring the fact that you're nurturing relationships with your friends, which is super important for your overall well-being. It's a bit different, but it's doable, right? 
Signing up to the Sleep Better Goal on Flex is about helping ourselves to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and being glad we did so. The evidence suggests our interest in sleep is a sensible one. A good night's sleep is very much up there in terms of the things we need to do to maximise our well-being, both in the short term and the long term. Before we tackle the how, it's worth understanding why sleep is so important. I have no doubt your own experience aligns with the science, and that is a lack of sleep means the brain does not function as well as it could. Health professionals group the benefits into the following categories. Sustained focus. It's no surprise that getting a good night's sleep can help you keep your energy levels up, but plenty of rest can also help you keep your mind from wandering and maintain your attention throughout the day. The more sleep deprived you are, the more likely you are to stay in your comfort zone. And that means you're more likely to just want to get through the day. Our second category is use sleep to rest, reorder and recharge. I think of sleep as my daily dose of order. No matter how organised I get, my days always contain innumerable doses of disorder. And a good night's sleep not only rests and recharges my body, it also allows my brain to tidy things up by organising and processing all that's happened during the day. Sleep converts our short-term memories into long-term memories, helping us to learn. It's the reason why when we wake up, we can often see things more clearly. The third benefit is maintain a healthy weight. A lack of sleep can make it difficult to control our appetite and might cause us to gain weight. If we're not sleeping properly, our body needs more energy because we're awake for longer. Some researchers also suggested that hormone changes caused by inadequate sleep make us more likely to choose unhealthy foods, adding to the difficulties of maintaining a healthy weight. The next benefit is maintaining a healthy heart. A lack of sleep can increase our risk of developing high blood pressure, diabetes and coronary heart disease. The thinking is that waking up stimulates our sympathetic nervous system, the system responsible for your body's fight or flight response. The fight or flight response is how our bodies physically react when they sense danger. Our sympathetic nervous system also activates our cardiovascular system and increases our blood pressure. It's getting us ready to wake up. But if we're waking up too often, our body can't compensate for this rise in blood pressure which is a major risk factor for stroke and coronary heart disease. Not only that, but poor sleep has also been linked to poor insulin regulation and resistance. Insulin is the hormone that controls our blood sugar. If we're not getting enough sleep, our body's not as good as it should be at managing our blood sugar levels, which can cause diabetes. A good night's sleep also maintains a strong immune system. Sleep gives our body the time it needs to rest and repair which is one of the reasons we feel tired and want to sleep more when we're unwell. Sleep supports the proteins and cells of our immune system to detect and destroy any invaders our body might come into contact with. Invaders like the common cold. It also helps our cells to remember these invaders, so if they come across the same bugs and germs again, we're prepared to fight them off. So, a good night's sleep helps to strengthen our body's immune response, giving us time to rest and recover when we're not feeling well. 
Another benefit is that it sustains our emotional well-being. When there's a lot on our mind and or we're struggling with our emotions, there's a good chance our body will release the stress hormone cortisol, which keeps us awake at night. That in itself is not a good thing, but the lack of sleep can turn into a vicious circle of more anxiety and a greater inability to sleep. The next benefit is the impact on our relationships. It would be fair to say that a bad night's sleep can leave me feeling rather grumpy and as much as I try to ensure that it doesn't rub off on the people around me, it inevitably does. So making sure I get enough good sleep is good for me, my family, my colleagues, my neighbours and the bloke who turns up on my front door selling me felt tip pens and magic sponges for £10 each. And because many of you will be aware of the research, I should not leave out fight dementia. The Alzheimer's Society describe sleep and dementia as a complicated topic with different types of dementia being linked to different sleep problems. They conclude that there is confusion around whether poor sleep causes or exacerbates dementia or if dementia itself leads to poor sleep. They reference the suggestion by some researchers that both of these theories could be true and the relationship between sleep and dementia could be circular. Albeit inconclusive, this might provide added impetus towards better sleep, particularly if a loved one has succumbed. Okay, that's it on the why sleep is important front. Next are the mechanics of sleep. At the core of our sleep mechanics is the internal body clock that regulates our sleep cycle. It dictates when we release the sleep hormone melatonin so we feel tired and ready for sleep and when we release cortisol so we feel alert and ready for the day ahead. This internal body clock operates on a 24-hour cycle known as the circadian rhythm. Our ability to stick to our circadian rhythm is managed by a part of the brain called the hypothalamus which uses our eyes to determine the availability of light. Light equals day, dark equals night, but our hypothalamus doesn't differentiate between natural and artificial light. So we need to help the hippo by dimming the lights as we get closer to bedtime. Once we fall asleep, our bodies follow a sleep cycle divided into four stages, which lasts for 90 to 120 minutes. And when we get a good night's sleep, we cycle through them four to six times a night. The first three are non-rapid eye movement and REM sleep. And the final stage, stage is known as rapid eye movement, REM sleep. Stage one, NREM, which I refer to as sleep mode, marks the transition between wakefulness and sleep. It only lasts a few minutes and is the body going into standby as the muscles relax and the heart rate, breathing, eye movements and brain waves all begin to slow down. Stage two, NREM, which I refer to as light sleep, is the longest of the four sleep stages. The process of slowing down the body continues, eye movements cease, and the body temperature drops. Stage three, NREM, which I refer to as deep sleep, is the stage that plays a crucial role in making you feel refreshed and alert the next day. Heartbeat, breathing, and brainwave activity all reach their lowest levels and the muscles are as relaxed as they will be. This stage is long at first and decreases with each cycle throughout the night. 
rapid eye movement or REM, which I think of as dream sleep, as its name suggests, our eyes are moving back and forth rapidly under our eyelids, which remain closed, and our breathing rate, heart rate and blood pressure start increasing. And to stop us acting out our dreams, it's been suggested, our arms and legs become paralysed. This stage is short at first and increases with each cycle throughout the night. This is the stage that converts recently learned experiences into long-term memories. So we've covered why sleep is so important and a bit about the mechanics. The next question and the most important question is what can we do to sleep better? The good news is there are lots of habits we can develop and lots of steps we can take to improve our sleep. Let's start with prepare for sleep. This habit focuses on the two hours before bed and assumes you had your last caffeine eight hours before your usual bedtime, your last alcohol four hours before your usual bedtime and exercise is done for the day. The first suggestion is to set yourself a couple of alarms, a melatonin time alarm, a reminder set for two hours before bedtime and a chill out time set for an hour before bedtime. Melatonin time means it's time to dim the lights, reduce the temperature, stop eating and reduce brain chatter. That means switch off from work and social media and anything else that has the potential to alert or cause tension. Chill out time means it's time to start winding down for bed. Maybe potter around, setting yourself up for tomorrow, design yourself a calming routine with low level lighting, something soothing to listen to or read. Maybe there's a particular scent that marks the last hour before bed. If your brain associates your bed with TV or reading or anything else other than sleep, it could cause you problems. So do what you can to keep bed for sleep. Make time for sleep. When we say make time for sleep, we mean a consistent bedtime and a consistent get up time allowing eight hours sleep, give or take an hour. That means go to sleep at the same time each night and get up the same time each morning, allowing for seven to nine hours sleep. If you're a teenager, you're looking at eight to 10 hours. If you're over 65, seven to eight hours. If you mess around with your bedtime too much, your body gets confused about when it's time to release melatonin and you've just given yourself the equivalent of jet lag. The message is disrupt your sleep timings as little as possible because you want to work with and not against your body clock, which will start to release melatonin a couple of hours before it's expecting you to drift off to sleep. If you have a lie-in, make it shorter rather than longer. Spending time in nature reduces stress levels, improves sleep and much, much more. Treat nature as your guru, a guru that wants you to visit but says very little when you do. And despite or even because of that, you always leave feeling calmer than when you arrived. Build time into your days. Do more stuff outside, drinking coffee, emails or reading. Schedule time into your diary, stick to your schedule and don't conjure up excuses for your absenteeism. Short walks, long walks, solo walks, social walks, or don't walk at all, and just sit and watch the world go by. Socialise outside whenever possible, and don't worry what your guests will think. 
you're doing them a favour by providing them with an opportunity to do something different, to stretch their comfort zone. And lastly, don't let the weather put you off. Get yourself the appropriate clothing for whatever the weather might throw at you. A spell in the pouring rain or freezing cold can be just as rewarding as those moments in the sun. I'm off for a walk in the rain. Okay, I'm back now. An hour out of my two hours away was walking on the beach. The beach was pretty deserted and dry. It was nice. Uh, I met a fisherman who'd caught a place sitting at the top of the pebbles. Uh, the fisherman had caught the fish on his line, not caught the fish using his chair, if you know what I mean. Anyway, okay, so the next habit is maintain a sleep-friendly environment. Temperature. The science tells us to aim for 60 to 67 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 15 and a half to 19 and a half degrees Celsius as we get into bed. An extra lay in the evening is quite nice, you might save any bills too. Lights, dim your lights for the last couple of hours. This allows you to ride the melatonin wave. You don't want to be fighting a wave. It's your circadian rhythm or body clock doing what it was designed to do. We break lighting by a plug-in motion sensor light. Darkness. When in bed, get rid of all light sources, including the little LED lights and slices of light from other rooms. If you're afraid of darkness, gradually eliminate each light one at a time until you can go no more. And I'm asked if all else fails. Noise. Noise screws with your stage three deep sleep and your REM dream sleep. Eliminate every noise you can. Ask for help uh, from your housemates if required. Uh, those gadgets make more noise than you think. Earplugs if all else fails. Comfort. This is all about personal preference, but don't think that what you have now is as good as you can get. It might be, but I'd be surprised. There are lots of beds, mattresses, bed linen, pillows, duvets, blankets, nightwear and crisp cotton sheets to be explored. Okay, so the next habit is keep active. Keeping active simply means elevated breathing and heart rate. If you're really unfit, the good news is it won't take you much to feel out of breath and you'll be on your way. 30 minutes a day sounds like the target, but remember, you're only looking for progress. If you never get out of breath, one minute of feeling mildly puffed is progress, then two minutes, then three, and so on. Three ways to keep active are the obvious, go solo. Set time aside to keep active and become disciplined about doing it when you say you're going to do it. Keep exploring different options until you find something you enjoy or a way of doing it you enjoy. Uh, running whilst listening to podcasts was a game changer for me. Uh, two, integrate it into an existing path. For example, replace the lift or elevator with the stairs or get off at a bus stop one stop earlier and walk. Thirdly, socialise it. Take more control of your social activities. Hang out with people that value keeping active and invite them to participate in social activities that keep you all fit. As always, Keep experimenting with different ways to build your keep active habit until you find a new way of doing it that you enjoy. It's the only way to make things sustainable. Our next habit is avoid caffeine after 2pm. To summarise, avoiding caffeine after 2pm promotes a good night's sleep. Set a caffeine free zone alarm for 2pm or 8 hours before your normal bedtime 
and explore as many decaffeinated or caffeine-free drinks as you can before settling on your go-to post 2pm drinks. If you're in the caffeine-free zone and catch yourself with a caffeinated drink in hand, well done. You're starting to wake up from autopilot. I usually have one more sip and throw it away. Aha, right, yes. Avoid alcohol after 6pm. If we drink alcohol too close to bedtime, there's a good chance our liver's efforts to metabolise the booze will interrupt the normal sleep cycle. A cut-off time of 6pm or four hours before your normal bedtime seems to be about right. The need to avoid alcohol after 6pm is straightforward to understand, but making this happen isn't so easy. You'll find a lot more help in the Dedicated Habit podcast, uh, the summary of which is... We use alcohol to cope, to aid socialising and to celebrate. Avoiding alcohol after 6pm means when it comes to a post 6pm drink, say no to a few invites that come your way and or stop inviting people to a post 6pm drink. Make socialising with alcohol happen earlier. Long lunches are nice or arrange an event that doesn't involve booze. Two, replace alcohol with something else. If that beer or glass of wine is what calms you down or marks the beginning of the evening, replace it with something completely different. A walk, fresh air, yoga, conversation, music, herbal tea, incense or a spot of gardening. Three, when celebrating, the only suitable replacement for an alcoholic drink is a non-alcoholic drink. Explore all the alternatives from alcohol-free beer to Virgin Mary's and everything in between. If you do drink after 6pm, drink less and or stop earlier than you would normally do. And remember, the best is the enemy of good enough. Sometimes rules need to be broken. And last but not least, use relaxation shortcuts. When we're anxious, tense or the mind's just whirring and we're struggling to sleep, there are a few shortcuts we can take to flick the switch from stress response to relaxation response. They are breathing, 10 deep breaths and repeat to suit. Belly breathing, which is one still hand on your chest with the other rising and falling on top of your belly, in through the nose and out through your pursed lips. There's the four, seven, eight breathing technique, which is tongue behind your top teeth. Start counting, inhale through your nose, Four, hold your breath, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Exhale, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and repeat four times. There's body scan. So that's four deep breaths. Start with your feet and toes. Use your inhale to pull the tension up through your body and out with your exhale. Repeat with different parts of your body, ending with your forehead. There's the muscle group relaxation. Start counting and use your inhale to tense a group of muscles. Quickly release on your exhale and relax for 15 seconds before repeating with as many muscle groups as you remember. (laughs) 
So far, we've covered why sleep is important, the mechanics of sleep, which habits help us sleep better, and some small steps we can experiment with. For more detail on a particular habit, check out our dedicated habit podcast, or better still, download Flex, where everything is organised for you in a system. We've done this because we agree with James Clear of Atomic Habits fame, who suggests we do not rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. In final summary, a proper night's sleep is as important to us tonight as it will be in 10 years' time, and the benefits can be experienced equally by you or me or anyone else for that matter. Better sleep is available to us all and the cost is seldom financial. In fact, less lighting and a lower thermostat will more than make up for any financial investment we make elsewhere. The real cost is our existing habits and routines. We need to replace them with more new sleep-friendly habits and routines if we want better sleep. It's easier said than done. We are all attached to the way we do things. Our reptile brain doesn't want to waste energy. It prefers sticking to autopilot and so we need to engage our human brain, the prefrontal cortex, to wake ourselves up to the possibility that different might serve us better. That means a different routine which prepares us for sleep, a consistent go to bed and get out of bed time, spending time in nature, creating and maintaining a sleep friendly environment, keeping active, avoiding caffeine after 2pm, avoiding alcohol after 6pm and when required the use of relaxation exercises. You'll need to employ a mixture of these approaches and remember the purpose is to sleep better. You're not looking for the perfect night's sleep, just better than before. The start of all this is tricky to navigate. Keep going if you fall over. One bad night's sleep should not throw you off track. The more you repeat the recommended steps, the more they will become your routine, your new normal. Don't be surprised if when you do slip, you feel like you're back at the beginning. You're not. You've started to carve out new neural pathways and you'll get back into the swing of things pretty quickly. If you find yourself hesitating like I do, one more episode of whatever or not, find a word that works to keep you on track. As I've mentioned before, mine is discipline. I conjure this up whenever I'm, I feel as though I'm about to slip and it's usually usually enough to prevent autopilot from engaging. It provokes me into hitting the off switch and gets me over the momentary blip and I'm off to bed. If you've already downloaded Flex and the Sleep Better Goal, you'll have access to your very own personalised set of practical and actionable small steps designed to build your sleep better focused habits. You'll be able to convert them from one-off experiments into something you repeat on a regular basis, we call them routines, You'll also be able to track your well-being and sign up to other related goals such as stress less, feel healthier, be more resilient, be happier and many more. All Flex goals are designed to boost your well-being and many of them will help you sleep better because the things we do, the ways we behave, have multiple consequences. Many of them will be impossible to imagine and the chances are they won't be what the reptile brain is telling you they'll be. In my experience, the unintended consequences are what makes the whole process delicious. If you've not yet downloaded Flex, see how far you can get with creating your own small steps using the ideas described in this episode and join us on Flex if you need a little extra help. We don't want finance to be a barrier to anyone doing things differently. So if you really find the cost of subscribing to a goal on Flex to be a barrier, drop us an email with a brief note about your circumstances and no questions asked 
we'll provide you with free access to your chosen goal. And always remember, changing your thinking won't lead to better sleep, but changing what you do might. Have fun. Good luck.